Welcome to the Crave Magazine Podcast, feeding your soul with art. You have to find something within yourself and that you want to express. Don't ever say can't. The word can't is not in your vocabulary, ever. Are you willing to do what it takes to get to the next level? Artists are necessary to prove things that are impossible to prove. Don't be afraid to try new things and you can do whatever you want to do. If we're doing it right, music is the soundtrack to our lives. Okay, I am here on the podcast today with Madhu Seth. She is an Indian-American chef who grew up and studied uh, in New Delhi, India, getting an education in fashion design, of all things, and she moved to the U.S. in 2000. She started a business called The Gourmet Kitchen in 2002, which is a catering service, uh, multi-ethnic cuisine, which we'll talk a lot about. She also opened Copper Leaf Event Center in Broomfield, and then most recently, Viva Productions, which is a luxury Indian wedding planning and design service. Uh, Madhu, welcome to the show. Hello. I always like to ask my guests an inspiration, so something that inspires them. and It could be anything artistic or it could be anything in the world. So something that you just carry with you that gives you inspiration, whether it's a quote, music, anything. What do you have? Well, two things. One, fashion. That's why probably I did my fashion designing. So fabrics and spices, okay. they speak to me. Okay. Yeah. Those are the two things which you Fabric, fabric and spices, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's totally different contrast, but that's true. Well, I can see how they have very similarities. Fabric is the could be considered the basic spice of the design world, of the fashion world, and yeah. spices, of course, the basic flavors of the, of the culinary world. So I can see how they tie into each other. Yeah, fabric place or a nice fabric store, I can spend hours. And same goes for a spice store. I can spend hours there. So I get lost in my world. Sure, sure. Well, let's talk about your world. You grew up in New Delhi uh, and then came to the U.S. in 2002. Would you take us back and kind of give us your history and how you got started in in the arts uh, with with your career in school and fashion and then coming here and starting Gourmet Kitchen? Sure. I was born in New Delhi. I um, like a very typical Indian family. My dad wanted me to be a doctor, and uh, I'm like, I don't want to be one. And he's like, okay, give it a try. So I <laughs> gave it a try, and I couldn't clear the pre-medical exam. So I went into English literature, and that's where I did my bachelor's in English literature. And then that's when I got into fashion world, and I did some I was actually approached by a photographer of my college, and he was just taking some shots, and he told me, oh, you're a photogenic, you should do some modeling and this and that. So I got, I did some modeling, and then somebody from um, University Grant Commission, which uh, they do educational programs, so they were looking for some anchors and musical, for their musical programs, and educational programs, I suppose. So I applied for that, I gave my audition. And they selected me, and it was done. So I did that, and then that's that's how I entered into TV and whatnot. And then from there, I got the spark. I'm like, you know, I'm liking all of this. 
uh, right after I finished my bachelor's, I entered into fashion designing college and I completed you know, one and a half years there and from International Institute of Fashion Technology and I worked for one of the very beautiful menswear, high-end menswear, it's very high-end boutique actually, it's called Study by Janak. So I worked under him for I think six months or so and then I did a lot of, um, then I went into TV back there and I did a lot of soaps there, so I have a lot of that background. I did because I enjoyed that acting is. I've never shared that a lot, but acting is one of my very big passions. And even now today, when I came to US in 2000, I enrolled myself with uh, an agent here. That's the first thing I did. And whenever I get time, I you know take up documentaries here and there, and I do it. So you said uh, so you did acting in. In New Delhi? Yes. Yeah. I now I do it actually. I'm involved with um, an agent here. So. Does that make you part of Bollywood or is that not actually part of Bollywood? I don't know how to describe that. Bollywood. So, it's, to answer that question, it's like somebody would ask you that if you do a soap here for TV, would you be part of Hollywood? So, <laughs> so kind of, sort of, but did not really, maybe, sort of. It's all part of the scene, same scene. Um, yeah, you can say, you can say. So I have done it, and I, I feel very confident. Yeah. And I've done a lot of radio. I've worked for All India Radio. Okay. You know, and I did it actually when I was in my college, so. And then you. Know, I did. Uh, oh, I was going to say, and then you moved, uh, you came here to two, in 2000, somewhere along the way, had got married, had a family, and before we started recording, you were telling me about moving here and how your husband got transferred. So without getting into his story, you guys came over here um, because he got a job, the company he was working for offered him a transfer to the United States. So you, you brought your whole family over here? Is that what happened? or? No, just both of us. We got, we, we got married in, 90, in 1998. Okay. We were in Sweden for a couple of months and we stayed there. That is where actually I had a seed of, because uh, I had a lot of spare time. I'm like, what do I do? I cannot... Because I had a language problem there. People speak they speak Swedish there. <laughs> they, don't, they don't. Yeah, they, they don't speak. Um, they don't speak English there. So I had. I went to library. I got. I did my best to learn the language, but it was. I was there only for a few months, so I couldn't do any anything else but cook. Okay. Because so, I love food. Sure. So that, yeah, So I met a baker actually. And that baker, uh, she wanted to learn some Indian food from me, and I wanted to learn uh, some baking from her. So we exchanged, we just met at a grocery store and exchanged some recipes. She came home where we lived in Gothenburg, Gothenburg. Okay. And, you know, yeah, and that's how it started, and that's how I'm like, yes, I'm loving it. So first thing I did is when I came to U.S., when I explored that, Denver is not a fashion city, it's very laid back. Right. That's, that, that's when I thought, okay, food is the line I want to go in then. Okay, okay. So you took a shift, you not you did a huge pivot by first coming to the States and then after a couple of years deciding that you wanted to focus on, on food and um, culinary. So tell me about the Gourmet Kitchen and how that came about. Uh, when I started, we named our company Indian Rasoi LLC. 
because we, we started with small little Indian appetizers and started with Hindu temple with Indian community. And I realized this is really small community and I don't, you know, I, I want to go big. I want to cater for a bigger market. And then just doing Indian food is not going to help. And slowly, slowly we added every, every single cuisine actually we added. Italian, we added barbecue, we added you know, Hawaiian, you know, French. We added a lot of stuff slowly during these years. And the best part is I hired you know, experienced chefs and learned a lot as I was working. So instead of just focusing on one type of cuisine, on Indian cuisine, you gave yourself a broad menu uh, offering for anybody who wanted to use your services. Yeah, yes, because I never wanted to be food-wise. I want. I wanted to learn. I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know every kind of cuisine, every language. If if somebody would ask me today, what do you want to do? What do you want to learn? I would say I want to learn all cuisines even now. I want to learn all the languages. Because the more <laughs> you know about language, the more you know about the culture. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. What, um, do you remember that Indian movie, or oh, it wasn't an Indian movie, it was uh, The Hundred Foot Journey? Have you ever seen that? Yes, I can that's... totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminded me of earlier when you were talking about spices and then learning the different cuisines. And I remember in the movie, he, the main character, the main Indian character, he brought his like spice box with him from, from India uh, to England and uh, or wherever they, wherever they were. Yeah, and that was a big part of the movie was those spices. So I bet you could relate to that. Gourmet Kitchen, you guys are caterers, and do you do primary weddings, or tell me tell me what kind of events you guys are involved in. Sure. Gourmet Kitchen here, we do uh, weddings for some private events, kitchenaras, bar mitzvahs, corporate events, and celebration of life, funeral receptions, pretty much, pretty much everything, um, you know. Any, anything that anybody needs food for. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. 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 From cold, from cold buffets to um, fun plated dinners for, um, you know, whether it's chambers of commerce to somebody's private dinner, where they want plated meals for 25 guests, you know, where they're paying $100 or $150 per person. Sure. Simple buffets, we do it all. Some, some nice fillet mashed potato bar to donut bar like yours. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 You mentioned ours. So, for those who don't know, uh, the Gourmet Kitchen, Madhu and her team uh, catered our wedding. I did. I didn't do it in like an official series, but I have done uh, kind of a mini wedding series of podcasts with our photographer Benjamin Buren, and with uh, the last podcast actually was with Megan Burt, who you know played at our wedding both at the reception and she accompanied me. During the ceremony, I don't know if you knew that, she played backups to me when I sung to Jen Race during the ceremony. So this is continuing that mini wedding series with having our caterer, our lovely caterer. So yeah, with our wedding, we had it was amazing food, and that's one of the reasons why I had wanted to have you on. Plus, when we met you, you were doing, um, I think you were. it was maybe just opening or just launching or just doing a promotional for the Copper Leaf, which was another extension of your business. You went from the catering to actually having an event center. And so you told me that you had opened that in 2014. Why don't you talk about Copper Leaf a little bit? Well, Copper Leaf had to happen. Had to happen. Because being, 
had to happen. It just took time, which surprised me. Maybe things, you know, they take their own time. We always, I always wanted to have my own uh, venue where we have full commercial kitchen and we have everything a venue would want, you know. Uh-huh. Somehow, somehow I wanted um, closer to home. Okay. Um, and I live, I live only like a few miles away from oh. our venue. And that's where you have your main main kitchen as well, correct? Oh yeah, I have the, the main kitchen is on first floor. So. Okay, I had been to Copper Leaf. Dan uh, Race and I came there before we got married to to an event there, and she had remarked she had been there probably twenty years ago. She said, or fifteen years ago, when it was completely different ownership, and she was amazed at how different it was. Uh, that you guys really have done a lot, and I know even since then you guys did a lot, especially on the exterior and behind. In the back, kind of the backyard area, you put up a gazebo and a nice gardening, landscaping for outdoor events. You guys have really changed that around. Yeah, Copper Leaf is more of an uh, urban farmhouse, you know, mid-century modern urban farmhouse feel. And we are very much into sustainability. We have our own farm, so we grow our own vegetables. So we are very much into um, organic farming a lot. So we, last year we had a lot of time. A lot of golden beets, the best cherry tomatoes, you know, we had um, an earth. We used all of our producer pairing projects, you know, for good. That's uh, fantastic. For, yeah, for four months we used it. I was going to say, how, how much does that supplement the other food purchases that you have to make? It, I mean, we are growing. We have grown 75% of what we did last year. Wow. Um, just now. It will not supplement, but it helps. And some special, unique vegetables are tough to get, like sure. nice heirloom tomatoes, rainbow tomatoes, colorful carrots, black carrots are tough to get. So those unique things we grow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. Sustainability, I'm all about it, sustainability. Jan Race and I have, since our wedding, actually about two months after our wedding, we decided to go vegan, uh, or mostly vegan, plant-based. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's it was, awesome. <laughs> I love it. Are you guys, are you in uh, Vipool vegans or vegetarians? We, I was a vegetarian once, but I am extremely thorough about vegan diet because I have some clients like Love in Arms and for whom I have done, in past three years, we have been supporting them and we host at Copper Leaf their annual gala fundraiser and we do complete vegan meal. And the fun part of, this is where my cultural background and my knowledge plays in. Because I have strong um, uh, spice background, so sure. I, we did we did complete vegan Indian meal for them for two hundred guests plated, wow. and then last year we did complete vegan Italian meal for them, Italian and gluten free. They wanted some of the guests were gluten free, so sure. vegan. Of course, it was vegan. So imagine vegan, imagine a little bit gluten-free, and uh, imagine Italian. So marinara is easy, but white sauce. Yeah. We did, we did Alfredo sauce for 200 guests, and we did roasted, organic roasted cauliflower and cashews um, to make that creamy, rich, silky sauce. Sure, sure. yeah. For, for, for me personally, cheese is one of the hardest things, not to give up, but just because it's really hard to duplicate on a commercial scale, I guess. Uh, I haven't found really good commercial cheeses, but uh, Jan Race and I have made a nacho cheese, a blended nacho cheese from uh, potatoes and carrots, and we've tried a couple other cheeses that we've made and, and yogurts. 
so really kind of dairy is the hardest one, but we, um, to, to, to kind of completely get rid of it, especially where we, the part of town we live in. And then every once in a while we go, we have eggs, but we haven't had meat in a couple of years. And what I found with flavoring and the spices that like how you mentioned is that it, you can make anything taste like anything. <laughs> and so, it is all, yeah, it's all about eating your own spices. Meat is meat anywhere around the world, whether it's Ethiopian food or whether it's Hawaiian food or Italian or Mexican. It's all about herbs, oil, and spices. That's what adds the flavor. Absolutely, absolutely. We've that, been that that is that is what makes it different cuisine. That's what makes it Italian. That's what makes it Indian. It is just the herbs. The different the different combination of herbs and spices. Yeah. I remember back when we first met you, we had gone to um, open house at at um, the castle that we got married in, and, and we tasted the samplings of, of all the different uh, food vendors that were there, and they were all very good, but I think what stood out about yours, one, I think, because you had a couple Indian uh, things there, and so Jan Rice was into adding that to our wedding, but also because it was so flavorful, and you had such rich flavor in the food, and I, I have come to learn through this plant-based experience that... It all goes to the spices. It's all what you put in as far as the flavoring. Yeah, it's all about, it's all absolutely all about fresh, good flavors of spices. And if you are open to experiment spices, then sky's the limit. Vegan food, you can, oh my gosh, you can do so <laughs> much vegan food. And that's what I'm doing for this vision. And I think they are in Mafia at Israel. Um, we are doing some Mexican, so we are doing Mexican this year. Oh wow! So they, they, yeah. So they have tried different cuisines each sure. year. They did Italian time. They did Indian vegan for two hundred plus. They have two hundred fifty this time probably. Yep. And they're doing Mexican now. So we are we're going all Mexican food for them. Wow, that's 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 really cool. And not to turn away any meat eaters who might be listening. Of course, I still love and respect my meat eaters, but uh, and I don't want to turn this into a vegan podcast. But it is amazing, just the whole idea of the spices and how flavoring the foods the other night we had um we had these fish tacos that were pot and i was like why don't we just call them you know heart of palm tacos so we had the heart of palm and we fl- just favored it like you would white fish and of course white fish you can make it taste like anything so we had these great vegan tacos and i was like they're not fish it's not fish tacos but it tastes like fish it tastes exactly like you know like a beer battered fish they're great fantastic so you talked about a lot of successes with coming here with starting the gourmet kitchen and with copper leaf and uh, we haven't even touched on, on your uh, Indian wedding planning yet, but what I want to get into a little bit and what I like to ask the artists that we talk to is challenges that they've overcome. You did talk a little bit about how when you went to Sweden, Sweden for a couple of months, you had a language barrier, but what did you, what did you encounter building your business, building the, the, the culinary business, the catering business? What kind of challenges that you, did you encounter that you had to overcome? Well, there, there, are a lot, there were a lot of uh, challenges from day one, I had to face, obviously. Um, understanding American culture was number one. I was not born here. Yeah. That, that was number one thing. And it took me a few years. Once I got the hang of it, I'm like, oh, I, I can do this. What's, what's one of the big differences in American culture versus American culture versus Indian culture? That's hard to describe, Jim. That, that's hard to describe, but... Um, it's just the cultural difference. It, it's just the cultural difference and day-to-day things and the interaction with people and the, the little things. The, you know, it, it will be hard.
hard for me to put words and describe. Well, you obviously didn't have a language barrier. You you learned English in India, so you. Language barrier was never a problem because of yeah, the English you learn. That's the second language. That that's never an issue. Okay, so you you came over here to the United States originally uh, with your husband had gotten a job transfer to the states, and then yeah. uh, once you started your business and then you opened Copper Leaf. He's now working full time as part of the business that you started. Is that correct? Yes, he joined me in 2014. When we realized that you know our business is going, it's time to get our own place, get our own venue, wedding venue, which we always wanted to have one. So sure. that's when he's like, you know, he has to get in full time. He cannot do part time, and business was growing. It was tough for me to handle it. That, that, I think that says a lot about your business, that it became so big that your husband was like, oh, well, I'll quit my job to come help you. And that says a lot about the success of your business. So I think that's, my hat's off to you. My virtual hat is off to you for that. What do you love most about doing this work, about the catering and the event center and now the, now the wedding plan and design, which again, we, we haven't even gotten into? <laughs> uh, I still love when I create a beautiful dish and it's on my plate, beautiful flavors, they excite me. They make me happy. Okay, that's a that's a great answer. And so your wedding planning and design, you obviously saw there was a need for that and a niche for that. And um, so tell me a little bit about what brought that about. Well, I you're right. And um, that is first thing I felt whenever there is a bride and there is today nowadays when couples they get married, it's not Indian Indian. It's it's always um, Indian groom or American bride or vice versa. Yeah. So I feel when they are planning the wedding, they need somebody who can hear both the sides, who can understand them, who can understand both the cultures, who can help uh, them from the beginning steps to the final, the whole nine yards, you know, whether it's a Western wedding or Hindu wedding with full planning of mantra design to every single thing so and I in past 15 years I've felt doing these settings I have been asked can you help and we have volunteered that helped uh, as a caterer slash planner <laughs> we have helped them you know gone above and beyond and I have done planning for my friends you know who were getting married so I'm like you know I, I should do this and that's my background too design sure that, that's that comes automatically to me, so I have a good eye on design and putting things together. And you know, so in last year, in 2017, November, no, not November, actually, October, we were on a break. I think October, November, we were on a Thanksgiving break, and that's where we decided, okay, we gotta launch this, and we found a company. And I hired somebody in New Delhi, actually, because. Nobody could do justice to the right logo I wanted. Okay. I wanted, yes. I, I mean, I hired somebody here, and she could not do justice to the right logo I wanted. Okay. Uh, I wanted, yeah, I wanted a little bling in my um, logo. I wanted a little glamour in my logo. logo at the same time, I wanted classy, yet at the same time, I wanted a little authentic name, which Viva is. And, um, you know, the little classy and authentic logo I wanted with a modern touch. So finally I got somebody who in India who could do that for me. 
and they did an amazing job actually. Does Viva is that um, in that spelling? Does that mean anything in Indian, or is it just a kind of a fancy spelling of Viva? Viva is V I V A A H, and Viva means wedding. Means wedding. Uh huh. Oh, okay. And it's it, yeah, and this is strictly for Indian weddings I'm doing, and I don't want to do a lot because I'm already you know I have a lot on my plate. Sure. I am just doing out of fun because I love doing this, so I'm, I just want to do only a handful. That's very limited. Only limited brides who who can who are really wanting um, a planner who would hold their hand and be there until from the beginning until the day of. Okay. Day of. Okay. Sure. Sure. How has doing this? You've expanded. Like you started out with. Here in the states, you started out with the culinary and then and the catering, and then you expanded to the event center. Now you're stepping into the wedding planning and production. It seems like it's kind of affected everything about your life, or it's taken up a lot of your life. How has this affected has. your relationship, your family? It has. It has. My life has gotten a lot of busy. You know, I. That's what I'm trying to balance now. So I have hired a. Uh, we have hired a business coach, you know, for, actually we have for the past six months now, you know, okay. trying to, and then for personal, I've hired um, an instructor, gym instructor I have, I, I do training with them. I'm trying to balance my personal life to my health life, my personal life, so I can give more time to family and, you know. I want to touch on what you just said about how you hired a business coach or a business mentor to help you. And so you're obviously the business was is successful in that you were able to launch not one but not two but three businesses. And now you're working to make all three of them successful and, and manage them as sort of the the you know the person on top or what have you. And and so you have the successful business yet you still hired a coach or someone to help guide you through that. And I think that's really important because it, especially for artists. As artists, we often want to go at it alone, whether it's as a chef or as a musician or as a visual artist or even a photographer. And so we're, we want to go at the world alone. And yet I think it's really coaches and mentors and, and all these kinds of people are very important. And I think here in America, talking about culture, the American culture, we think of coaches as only in sports and and now or business. And now it starts to move into business, but yet we don't think of it in either small business or in artistry. And I, so I, I really want to touch on that or I really want to take a moment to kind of talk about how important that is. I think that it's really cool that you... Oh my God, that is, that is I think, the most important thing and the right thing to do whenever you start the business. You have the mentor, which we did not have for past these many years. But as we are growing, I'm like, wow, what's happening? We need somebody to guide us because business is not my background. I, I sure. have been an artist. So, but at the same time, you know, you, you learn. And right. you grow, you learn. You do mistakes, you learn from them, but you don't want to do mistakes quite often. That's why you need right people to coach you right. Absolutely, absolutely. And the fact I like yeah. that you're to also mentioned that you have a personal trainer to help you work out. And before we got on this call, I had gone for a bike ride. And so, like, I think exercise in any way is very important, too. When we get stuck, whether you're sitting in an office in a cubicle or even like when you're working in a kitchen all day, obviously you're burning a lot more calories working in a kitchen, or you're an artist painting in your studio, recording music, whatever it is. I think even 
have that balance that we started talking about. Exercise is very important. The mental balance is very important. And even the, the business balance. So again, I think you're doing a lot of smart things there. You, you have to because, you know, there's a point you come in life and you're like you have to give time to yourself too um, because my kids are growing. They both are teenagers. They need me. At the same time, they don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> now, did so, you have both your kids here in the States? or? Yeah, they both were born. Born, born here. Let me ask you, what piece of advice would you give to someone who's starting out as uh, in culinary or even in catering? Number one thing, any any business, whether it's culinary arts or any venture you're starting, I my piece number one advice is first of all, make sure you love it. Okay. You have to love love it from your heart. Money will follow if you give all heart and you do it right. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. We hear all too often again. Money talk will follow. If you, yeah, if you if you do it with full passion, I was not born here. Yeah. I, I cooking I never back home in India I never made marinara sauce. <laughs> I am not I am not made the Alfredo sauce or I never touched beef in India. Yeah. But here we make one of the best souvenirs here. Here here we make the perfect um hollandaise we make here. It's just about passion. You and trust you if you believe in yourself, world believes in and that's what I did. From day first, I believed in myself, even now. Say that again. Well, you can, said, if you believe in yourself, the world will believe in you. Is that what you said? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. Um, two things. Yeah. One, yours may be, I just realized, yours may be the last filet mignon that I ever eat. <laughs> I had I had a filet mignon at my wedding, and it was uh, about a month and a half later when I was like, no more meat. So, And I remember it was delicious. <laughs> it was very, very delicious. So for those of you who eat meat, it was really, really good. It was a, it was a definitely a five star steak. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. And then you also said, uh, just go after your passion. I think that's important too. Here, American culture. We're talking that about that again. I grew up in American culture, and when I was a young adult, it was all about work as much as you can, make as much money as you can. And, you know, the 80s here in the States was a culture of screw everybody, you're out for yourself. And I think we're seeing a huge shift of that in business. But I also think it's also happening in the arts, too, of like, if you're passionate about something, you work on it, your passion and, and love it. Like you said, love it. And the money will follow if you if you do it with integrity and if you do it with your whole heart and you put everything into it and you learn as much as you can about how to become successful at it, not just how to be really good as an artist, whatever that is, but how to become successful as an artist, the money yeah, follows. Yeah, yeah, and I feel if you do other way around, you try, you want to just make money, and anybody can make money. That's sure. easy. You know, that, that, that's not, but if you do with full dedication, you do it right, then you grow. Right, right. And I think the doing it with your passion is a much more sustainable way. Because like you said, anybody can make money, but we often find that once people have money, they don't have fulfillment if they haven't earned that money through what they're passionate about. Yeah, and that that's the happiness which I get. And, you know, I'm going to recode what I said just a few minutes ago, the happiness which I get when I create something and it comes out so beautiful and I, I would go above and beyond in experimenting that one recipe. And even now, actually, 
every single day I spend 15-20 minutes either learning few words from other language or experimenting or learning a new word or maybe some new spice or just doing something new when I do it. So you, you have to be mad about it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. How many languages do you speak now? I, I speak Hindi, I speak Punjabi, I of course English, but in the English they were, we were born with it. And I have learned Russian when I was in college. I can fly by Spanish because I'm, I'm here for now 20 years in America. So. Sure. <laughs> and there's a huge Spanish population in Colorado. Have you been in Colorado the entire time or have you moved to different states? Yes, I love Colorado. Yeah. yeah. We talked at the beginning about an inspiration, and you mentioned spices and fabric. I always like to ask, what art are there artists or people that you are inspired by? In culinary arts, you mean? Uh, just in culinary, or just in the arts in general? Well, I I love hearing the similar stories like mine, and there is a very popular Indian chef in New York, and his name is Vikas Vikas Khanna. You should do search on him. Vikas Khanna? Yes. Okay. So he, he owns one of the very good um, Michelin, Michelin star um, restaurant in New York. I forgot the name. I think Junoon, that's the name. So people like him inspire me a lot. He came from a very humble background where he was born north part of India. And he, he had... Um, he had in his backyard, he has a very small kitchen, which, and broken roof, which used to leak, and they used to cook there, <laughs> and mom. And he somehow made it to U.S., and people made fun of him big time. Hey, you're going to cook? So he took it as challenge, and he really worked his, you know, he worked his butt off yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he, today, he is gosh he is a multimillion guy and very talented he learned and he learned fine cuisine fine dining the art of fine dining and plating and he incorporated indian cuisine in that in so he he's, he so the food he does is very flavorful and very very upscale you know that's why he has stars you know sure sure so vicus 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 is that how you pronounce it vicus kana yes yes yeah, so people like him inspire me because they go above and beyond and they had passion. Okay, sure, absolutely. Yeah, his restaurant is is Janoon in New York. I'm looking it up. Yeah, he's won a Michelin star six years in a row from 2011. Yes, yes, so. It's a big deal. I mean, if you read his story, he is from very simple background, not much money, very simple family, you know. Sure. Yeah, that's a great yeah. that's a great inspiration. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. I, it's a little bit different question because we're talking about culinary or catering, but why do you think we should care about art? Oh my God, art. That's where everything lies in. What do you mean? Uh, art, um, without art, I feel there is no life. You know, art is, uh, art, it's tough to describe that. <laughs> art, art. Oh my God. Well, no, you gave a great. You said that without art, there's no life, and I think that's really that's really great. Um, what do you What do you hope to give the world as an artist, or as a chef, or as an event planner? I want to give them the experience which they never had, whether it's 
feel whether it's my culinary experience or the experience which they will have with me as a human being or as a planner with them they will remember they will remember in their life oh that's good i like that i like that and we talked about another success before we started recording you your company competed in a an event which you just missed first place by just a little bit it sounds like just a few points yeah, um, yeah. We talk about that idea designer showcase 2018 we were supposed to pick up an it couple from the world so we pick up Jasali Khan and Karina Kapoor and we named our team I named our team Safina okay and every single member of my team photographer florals makeup artists models you know cake person oh my gosh everybody went above and beyond my cake person she me and her we sat down we came up with gorgeous flavors of cakes saffron pistachio chai flavor chocolate chili oh my, oh my god goodness so we, yes we went to we want daisy flavors in the food so okay you know so what it what, what did you have to create for the competition we we have to create a small vignette which will describe that couple's you know it could be any scene you could pick okay i picked up this yeah i picked up this from deep night and i wanted to represent in i wanted to represent india in that spot form in indian luxury weddings what they are all about so it was a perfect thing the moment i heard they want a couple it was a no-brainer i'm like yes this is what i'm gonna do wow that's awesome that's awesome and congratulations yeah. again that's a. It sounds like it. There was a lot of competition there, and you guys did a great job. So I think that's. I think that's awesome. And what's what's the name of it again? If people want to check it out. Idea. Idea. Okay. Designers. I'll make sure. Idea. I... Yeah, yeah, and we posted actually our um, first teaser pictures on our pages just this morning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And I'll make sure that I have links in the uh, on the web page on the show notes for it. So. People can check that out yes, as well. Yeah, we have really nice. We did jalebi bar. You should see that. That was too good. <laughs> <laughs> jalebi. Is that the uh, orange? What is jalebi? Yes, those are Indian funnel cakes. Okay. So jalebi, my introduction to jalebi and most probably other Westerners was in the movie Lion. Jalebi was. Did you see that movie? Yeah. And jalebi wasn't it jalebi that made him remember that he was. Yes, adopted yes, and originally came from India because <laughs> look at that so yeah. jalebi oh it's, I tried it uh, it's it's pretty good it's very sweet it's very yeah, very oh sweet God. We, made, we made hundreds of them yesterday oh wow for this for this event and we did um, kind of donut wall presentation when you like if you were to present same way donut wall I did jalebi wall it's the same all right okay uh, well, let me ask you, what do you think holds most people back? You, you're, to me, you're a, a success story, American success story, an Indian success story. You came here to the America, not that you came with nothing, but you came here not knowing the culture, like you said, and not, not even having a business that's starting from scratch and, and have been very successful over the past almost 20 years. What do you think holds most people back from becoming the best they can be, especially as an artist? It's like, a simple thing. You gotta have that passion. I never. I give my two hundred percent. If I have something in my mind, I would not sleep. 
I would be up finishing up my project. I, I, um, when I work, I'm not a normal person. <laughs> I go above and beyond, you know, to the level where, you know, I can't take it. I, I go above and beyond. I give my 500%. Sure. I, I have had sleepless nights. I learned. I, I, had, I have had sleepless nights. I've done mistakes, obviously. Yeah. You know, from them. Mistakes are sometimes our biggest lessons. Yes. For sure. Yeah. If you had 60 seconds with 20-year-old Madhu, what advice would you give her? What advice? Would you give yourself? Give her? Yeah. Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Tough one. I, I don't know. Think back what to your, you were probably in college. You probably had no idea you were coming to the States, did you? Yeah, okay, I'm in college. I have no idea what I'm doing. What advice? Well, be serious right now. You're thinking too much. I, 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 I enjoyed life. I was into fashion. Sure. I enjoyed that life big time. And <laughs> for 32 years, I was not serious at that time. So if I go back 20 years, that's what the advice I will give. Just be serious because that, that moment will not come back. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Be a little more serious, but knowing that the moment's not going to come back, that's something that I, we, we never think about when we're young. Yeah, because then we, we, everything, yeah, this age won't come back, you know. This is the time. If you do it right this time, then you can enjoy the rest of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are you working on today? You've got the, uh, the Viva Productions. It's kind of a new thing, but limited, I understand. And then the wedding season, it's April. Um, you must be getting ready for, like, kicking the high gear for wedding season. Is that correct? We are already in, gosh, we are already in high season right now. This week, about 15 events going on. Oh, wow. How many events did uh, Gourmet Kitchen do last year? Do you know? We did 300 plus. Wow. And then how many events did you put on at Copper Leaf? Copper Leaf, we do events total, maybe 80. Okay. Total. Yeah, wow, you guys do stay busy for sure. Uh, and, yeah. and if people want to get a hold of you, um, you've got all the social media. You can Google Copper Leaf, and you've got the event center, and the Gourmet Kitchen also comes up uh, all over Google, so your Facebook, your, um, your website. So cool. Any uh, last words that you'd like to share with, uh, the, with the Crave audience? Again, what I always say that whatever um, to young people who are getting out from college or even my daughter's age, she's 16, she's going to be 12th grade very soon, high schoolers. So, you know, all people going in college are getting in new careers, changing careers. You know, if you want, you're changing, if you are changing your careers or getting into a new career, whatever you pick, close your eyes and think it twice. You want, do you want to go there? This is what you love. This is what you want to do. There are two things. You want to make money from this or you love this. If you love this, go for that. Money you will make. Wow, that's, I love that. That's very powerful. Yeah. Close your eyes and decide whether or not you love what you're going to do. I started out and I did not. I was going to be an engineer. And I was like, I do not love this. And I do not enjoy it. And I'm not doing it anymore. And I wish I had started along this path a lot younger for sure. Yeah, and that's exactly happened with Paul, my husband, too, because he was 
was he had been an IT senior. Yeah. He liked few years and slowly he arrived, he's burnt out and he he's more of an artist. He thinks, <laughs> you know, and he just he can't be in a cubicle and just be there in a cubicle. Right, right. So, so you know, I'm so glad he left his you know, line wherever he was in IT and he joined our business, so we changed lives. Even though we work more than we would work in a job, so but still, it's, it's much better, I would say. I think that's important, too. Like, if it's something that you love, it doesn't seem like work, and you end up spending a lot more time on it and realizing it's not it's not as bad as, like you said, sitting in a cube all day or, you know, whatever. It's, uh, plus you don't mind putting together, in the time. You know? What's that? Yeah, plus, plus you're together, you know. Absolutely. You're together. You get to see each other. Sure. Yeah, that's fantastic, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Madhu, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. And again, thank you for all the wonderful uh, creations that you've made uh, for us for our wedding. But but just I appreciate the time on the podcast and sharing your journey with the Crave audience and sharing uh, some words of wisdom. I think you gave some really, really powerful insight to the work that you did to become a chef and to become a business owner, to have not one, two, but now three businesses here in the States. And just... Uh, Great advice on on how to be better at what we do. I loved what you said. Lead with your heart and uh, and give it all your passion, and the money will follow. I love that a lot. Yeah, I mean that has happened with me. I mean that that's what I tell my kids too. That when you're picking your career very soon in a year, just do what you love. You know. Absolutely. How, it's just very simple. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Madhu. I appreciate yeah. your time and I appreciate your wisdom. Well, thank you so much for having me there. Have a wonderful evening. The music for episode 19 is the song Bonnie Bonnie from the 2003 Bollywood film Main Prem Ki Devani Hoon, starring Karina Kapoor. Thank you for listening to the Crave Magazine Podcast. I am Jim Wills, your host and producer for this episode, and I am on a mission to bring art back to the world. And with your help, we can make that happen. So please, take a moment to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. And if you like what you heard, even more importantly, tell your friends. If there's something that we can do better, by all means, let us know. And if you are an artist or even just want to hear from a favorite artist, well, send us a message. We are putting this show out for all of us who love and appreciate the arts, so tell us how we can improve. Remember, always be good to one another, and of course, take time to feed your soul with art. <laughs>